Why are these two all-star uh, all-star games taking place on the same night at the same time in two different locations? We don't have enough time after the season to coordinate these, so if people want to go to all of them, they can. Really? I I don't know the answer to that. Um, boy, I guess I can't give you an answer on that one. I, I'm not. I you know what? I uh, I don't think I've ever paid attention to conference all-star games. I just. In any sport, there's too many different agendas. Uh, some coaches play it straight, some don't. Um, you know, for our own record keeping, it doesn't even count as you can your team record. They're essentially exhibition games. So I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer for you on that one. I wish I could be more controversial, but I just don't care. Well, no, and I'm not I'm not trying to get you to be controversial or anything no, at all. I, like, I'm, I don't I, have really an opinion on it. I just can do that on his own. I think that's. That's the problem. I, well, and this is in again. This is one of those things too. Sometimes I'm just going to run it by you. You know what I mean? I'm going to run it by you because sometimes you are my moral conscience, uh, uh, wow. uh, Travis. Because honestly, you'll Scary. you know, like the other night, for example, when uh, when you you uh, you uh, kind of zing Michael Hoffer there on Twitter. You know oh, what I mean? Not a lot of other people would have the would have the uh, the chutzpah. Uh, the the trits pot to do that so that's why I, I mentioned that that was that was that would caught my that piqued my interest I got a kick out of that that was fun I think it's um, I think it's more difficult to write briefly than it is to write sixteen thousand words but this is a problem I did, I don't I can't I can't deal with it right like I was taught journalism a certain way and uh, I think. When you have a double overtime late in the tournament, I don't know if it was an instant classic kind of game, but I assume double overtime probably was a really good game. And I'm reading, and in the third paragraph, I get the score at the end of the first quarter. uh, You lost me. Like, it doesn't matter. That's like uh, back in my, you know, uh, racetrack, you know, and race team PR days. Like, you don't start off with three paragraphs about how great the weather was when the fans walked through the grandstand. Let's get to what matters, you know? You played two overtimes for a chance to, I think, if I remember correctly, to go to the regional final, or was it the regional final? I think it was um, the regional final. All right. Even better. No, it was the you final. Know, it was the state final, the actually. Quarter, Pardon me. the first quarter? Come on. Come on. Clean it up. <laughs> nobody, nobody but mom cares that the eighth player off the bench got in and missed two foul shots in the second quarter. It's irrelevant. Totally well, let me ask you a question, though. Okay, yeah. so, so I can play devil's yeah. advocate on that. When you're, because I know there's, there's now there's two different versions of these things, right? You've got the you've got the the online quick version because we have to be first before everybody else. We got to try yeah. to get something into print, and yeah. then you have the secondary version, which when yeah. you're coming from an environment where you're doing things weekly and uh, for print and online for as soon as you get them up. Is that why that is? Is that where that gets the the translation becomes different? And that way, you do get the winning adulation of mom and dad because a lot of times in those yeah. communities, I feel mom and dads in those communities own the businesses that buy the ads in a lot of those papers. Sometimes, sure they, sure they do, but there's still news. You know, you still have to you still have to have news value. I, I can't just go. I mean, you, you write about you cover what people care about, right? You let the let the community move the news needle. But you also have to have news judgment. And and I've been a weekly reporter. I mean, that's how we all started out, or most of us. And, look, I I, I like I like Mike a lot. I do. I just, I don't know as well as other people do, but I, I don't have any issues with him personally. I just think some, I know for me, when I was at a weekly paper, sometimes you just write a lot because you've got to fill space and there's no one else there to do it. And, uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just think there's a 
I think there's a fine line between telling a story and writing way too much just for yourself. So, Travis Barrett? You know, I do, listen, I do it all the time. Like, if I go cover, you know, my editors, and I, we talked about this, it's like, if you go cover a one-off humane hockey game, you feel like, oh, my God, I got, there's all this information I have to cram into this story because we haven't told this story yet, you know? But at the same time, you got to know your audience a little bit. Like, they kind of know. And, and I think the high school basketball tournament is a great example of it where anyone who cares that much to read a 10,000-word game story was there. They don't, they don't need you to recap every single play in it. They don't. It's, um, to me, it's about me it's always been about what do the people involved say about it at the end what do the coaches say what do the players say what are, what are the people involved in the key moments say nobody really cares what you know if i cover waterville winslow hockey the other night like you know i'm not writing uh i'm not writing 2500 words on the first period and how it ended two to one and the third line had a really good shift doesn't matter doesn't matter how'd they win the game that's what matters all right. So my next question for you is: How do you want to? Uh, how do you want to address uh, some of the? Uh, a lot of people had some <clears throat> complaints or concerns. I guess concerns. We don't want to use sure. the word complaints. I feel like complaint is a negative word, right? right? Is, that, yeah. is that correct? Concerns is, is much more positive. I like that. So concerns about the level of play and the competitiveness oh, in many of these games. I know um, Ra- Randy Whitehouse and myself uh, were talking the other night, and I know Randy wrote, wrote a little bit of a column about it where he did celebrate a lot of the cool things that happened, which was great. And he, did, he focused on the positives. I really like that column because um, he pointed out really good positives. But Oaks yeah. had one that was that was a little bit different, and uh, and then I had other people on the NBR forums, which you know those can be varying levels of things. Um, some were coherent, some were cogent, some were just things. Left man, right? Yeah. So you know that's you know welcome to welcome to the internet, everyone. It's you know yeah. it's like Mad Max and Thunderdome. But yeah. um, what one out of forty four games at the Augusta Civic Center, I saw one overtime game. You know, and this is supposed to be the best schools taking on the best schools. Yeah. And I think there was probably only a handful of, of single-digit games down in Portland. Uh, yeah. what, we, what, what is going on? And can we fix this so that we can make these games fun to watch again? Is that possible? Um, boy, oh, boy. You're asking the wrong guy if you can make basketball fun to watch for a week. Um, okay, I'm taking the sport aside, yeah. right? I'm taking the sport aside. Like, I, I can enjoy the World Cup even though I'm not a soccer fan. Yeah. No, okay. So because there's a story to it, right? The tournament, to me, it's the same thing with college basketball. Yeah. I don't give a rat's ass about Northwestern State, okay? Yeah. Unless I have them at minus two and a half, the smart money is pushing them to pl- yeah. minus one. Yeah. But I don't care about that, but I do care about the story when it happens, right? I'm glad you asked me about the competitiveness of the game because I'm tired of Because the, the one thing that I think is such an easy shot to take is oh, my God, they only scored 38 points in a state championship game. Like, I'm so tired of that argument because let me, to play devil's advocate on that, I, I know you didn't even ask me about it, so here I go. Um, like, can we at least concede that teams are playing much better defense than they were 20 years ago? I know everybody likes talking about, well, back when I played, we scored 80 points tonight. And I'm like, yeah, well, back when you played, the other coaches didn't spend every waking minute, every waking minute looking at defensive philosophy. It was pretty much man-to-man and cover your guys. Um, but I think to make games competitive, that's a tough one. Like, the uh, Winthrop Halldale regional final, of the final, um, in Class C South, um, Winthrop came out and blew them out, and nobody saw that coming. Now, that game was still interesting, even though it wasn't close. 
those are two good teams, and Winthrop did some stuff that Hallville hasn't seen. So that was kind of fascinating to watch unfold. And then Hallville didn't really have an answer. Uh, but there are a lot of uncompetitive games, and I think, unfortunately, it's high school sports, man. I mean, that's what you run into. You run it. We talked about it all the time about, you know, kids get in that stage and it changes. Like the Skowhegan girls, just holy cow, who saw them laying an egg? You know, they they were in a game that was close and ugly because I feel like what happened with them against Hampton Academy was not that it was. I think a team punched them back a little bit, and they had not been in those games late. And so all those shots they were comfortable taking all year long, suddenly you could see them overthinking things a little bit, like, if I miss, it's going to cost us, and I'm going to pass the ball. And that wasn't the way they played all year, right? So I think, boy, I don't know if there's an answer to your question about how to make the games more competitive. I think, you know, we should have 17 classes of uh, four teams each to make sure that we handpick the teams that are most evenly matched. And everybody will be happy. How's that? Will that work? I like that. <laughs> all right. That works for me. I don't know. I just, I'm, I mean, I think there's bigger issues. Like, I, I thought about the fa- I thought about it all week, like, um, if I hear one more shot clock argument, you know, the rest of my hair is going to fall out, which is pretty funny. You don't have any. Um, I thought, you know, when I looked at the, my, my wife took the kids over to one of the games, and she asked how much it was to get in. It was the first time I'd looked all week, and I was like, holy crap, the amount of money they get from people to go watch two games. There's got to be a better way to do that. I mean, it shouldn't cost you basically 20 bucks to take a family to watch two high school basketball games. That, that to me, is ridiculous. Did you buy the fingers uh, and fries, though? Nope, nope, nope. nope. I had the uh, BLT wrap, wheat wrap, that was actually a healthy choice, and it was in uh, relatively good shape every time I got it. So. That's good. That's good, solid yeah. stuff. See, I went That's to... I, uh, on Saturday, I came down because I was I was tied up all week because you know as you know there are no benefits in this business so I had to go find heard, some myself. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, but <laughs> anyways, I did not have to go drive for Amazon. However, that was helpful. Um, I read that article by the way. That was fantastic. Great story. That was a great story, and it, it made it made it like it hit so close to home. You know what I mean? It was like oh yeah, for me it hit way too close to home. Um, it, it know, was, I, I, I was like Nancy Kerrigan on the ground screaming why, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, anyway, you had a point there, I think. Wait, wait. Went Saturday. So uh, we went, uh, we, uh, we pre-ordered from the steakhouse across the place, and then we went yeah. and picked it up. Yeah, Best call. And you really, Travis turned down the role. Like, yeah. I don't know, yeah. you, and I'll, I'll give them a pub, even though they don't sponsor yet. Hopefully they do. Um, they should. They should sponsor it just in memory of Haley. We should do a Haley thing. We should do like sure. a Haley like broadcaster scholarship or something like that each year. We should get them to do it. Christ sakes, his name's on the chair over there. Yeah. Right? No, my name's on the chair. Your name's on the chair. Well, he's, should, a, he's got his picture. Wow. And, he's got uh, his picture up there too, his, right? His mug update. Perfect. Uh, with his okay. name on it. Good. Yeah. Well, we'll do the same thing for you in like 30 years when you're done. Okay? <laughs> yeah. How's that? That, that yeah. way we'll renew it. Could be okay. any time now. What are you Good. talking about? <laughs> so 30 years, because <laughs> I can't afford to lose you right now. Okay? Anyways, um, so we do that. We'll be we'll be good. I like that. So, anyways, the, he he turns down the bread. Now, Dave Dyer was there, which is amazing because Dave Dyer is apparently training to become Hulk Hogan now. So yeah, clearly, right? What what is this? I I cannot wait to get more. I may have to get him on the air to discuss this. You know, especially if I only have twenty something days left. You know what I mean? You'll clear an hour and a half because Dave likes to talk. Uh- <laughs> 
<laughs> should, should I just invite? You know what? Should I just invite him down to get him out of the house? Because I feel uh-huh. like I should just invite him down sure. to get him out of the house. It's just so like Kissy comes up with for why he can't make it. Oh. <laughs> Is this like Bill Walton revisited? You just ask one questions and he fills in the rest. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And sometimes he'll answer questions you didn't ask, but oh. I do that too, so I can't really. But you know what? I can only crack on Dave now via phone because I'm not I'm not cracking on him face to face anymore. No, I mean he will he will macho man your ass right off the top Ooh. row, right? Yeah, I don't need that. Mega power just exploded. Right. <laughs> I see the jealousy in your ass. Yeah, I know, I know. Did you see yeah. King Kong Bundy died? By the way, yeah, it did. It's kind of depressing, actually. That really, and you know what's amazing? There's this thing that's going on down in New Jersey in April. It's called WrestleCon. Okay, and they're going to have yeah. a bunch of these '80s wrestlers there, so really? you can show up like Comic Con, right? I mean, left. So I was thinking about going. I think it's on April vacation. I was thinking about going, right? Well, okay. This was announced. Take it, kids. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they would love it. You have no idea. Oh, I, 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 was, I was serious. Can't, my, my daughter, my eight-year-old daughter will go through videos from the Attitude Era in the late 90s and early 90s to learn all she can about Stone Cold Steve Austin and G-Generation X and The Undertaker. It's crazy. All on her own, completely. You posted a picture of her on yeah, Twitter. It's nuts. If I gave her her own podcast, seriously, she'd be all over it. Her and her her sister do fake wrestling where they pretend to fake slap each other. It's hilarious. Hilarious. You're raising those kids right. I feel lie. like I am. I feel like minus the whole bringing them to Yankee Stadium thing in some people's eyes, but that's okay. So we're doing well, that. It can't be perfect. I'm crazy for watching wrestling, and my daughter's the one that watches it. I know. It's, I can't. Yeah, I mean, she's my daughter's the one who sucked me back in because she actually doesn't pay attention to things like dirt sheets and things like that that I take care of, which ruined it for me, okay? I can actually watch it through her innocent eyes, and it makes me feel yeah. so much better about the future yeah. of the world. Totally agree. But it's, it's okay for people to post about The Bachelor every night. That's totally cool. I'm talking oh, yeah, to you. Yeah, I, am t- I am adding you, Adam Robinson. I am adding you, yes. Yeah, that's not fake, yeah. That is... <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend does it all the time she'll talk about how things are fake but i'm like aren't you watching like chicago hope or whatever the hell this thing is or new amsterdam or whatever like aren't you watching this is that not fake to you like or the thing about the three girls that rob the bank and then you know start selling drugs or some ridiculous thing like i don't know how these things go but somehow that's okay with you but this stuff is just you have to point out that this is fake like I just I was home I was home last night, right? And rare Monday night off. And so I'm like I'm sitting down, pouring a beer, I'm watching Monday Night Raw and uh in real time. And so I'm watching it and I'm watching the open and my daughter goes, It's so funny to listen to you because you're like trying to predict what they're gonna say. And my wife goes, I think it's hilarious that you sit there and try to figure out what's gonna happen next. I'm like, Don't you watch T V shows and movies? Isn't that the same thing when you watch those things? Hello? That's right. I do it all the time. Every time. So anyways, going back to this WrestleCon thing that got us off on this tangent because this is what happens. When this was first announced, it was like December, January. Mean Gene Okerlund, King Kong Bundy... All these people, like, I'm looking, uh, uh, let me let me bring up the Twitter list here. Let me, or bring up the Instagram list here on the poster. Hold on just a second. Oh, man. Because what they've done is they've remade all those classic old wrestling, um, what they've done is they've remade all those classic old wrestling photos, like the, like the Royal Rumble the year that Flair won it when they're all out on the street. You know what I mean? It's all drawn up. That's the pay-per-view poster. Now, at so their they, age, are they going to belly bump? What is it they're going to do? I don't. <laughs> That's a great question. Classic. So they've got this thing with 80s wrestling con, okay? So there's, I got to find the sheet. Okay, so right now, here's here's who was scheduled. You had the Young Stallions, 
you had Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Jake the Snake Roberts, the Genius, Bruce Pritchard, Wendy Richter, Coco Beware, the Hammer Greg Valentine, Cowboy Bob Orton, and Mean Gene Okerlund, and King Kong Bundy, okay? Wow. So two of them are dead, like, and this thing happens in threes. Who's next on the list? Now, yeah, two of them are dead now. Right. So who are we looking at? Are we looking at, Gre- I'm thinking Greg the Hammer Valentine doesn't make it to WrestleCon. I know Jake the Snake has cleaned his life up, but man, he had a lot of hard living. Oh, he really did. He mm. really did. Tough call. I'm going Jake the Snake. Okay. I'll give you plus two and a half on that. Plus two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you know what? You know who my dark. You know who I think. If, if this was a win play show, that dark horse, Cowboy yeah. Bob oh, Orton. Like yes. All right. Even yeah. better. Yeah. Ka- right. Yeah, I would. I would definitely. I would say so. Um, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Jake. Uh, so Jake the Snake Roberts, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and Cowboy Bob Orton. Okay. All right. I just tell you what. Give me five dollars across the board on the hammer. You just want to yeah. box it. You want to do a yeah, box try on that. I'm okay. I'm getting it, for all it, of it. In any three orders, we'll just have that happen, right? I like okay. it. Yeah. All right, good. Yep. All right, so cool news. We have discovered that we are horrible people, and also um, the Georgia's Pizza parking lot is officially officially the car graveyard as a tow truck had to come and change somebody's tire because it was flat now she's got the donut on yesterday somebody basically lost their front end and was over there too i don't know what's going on on center street here but people need to be careful well the right hand lane coming up center street is pothole city Mm -hmm. you you could be you could be killed in a pothole oh yeah you could hold on hold on on. breaking news i feel like we just (laughs) Yeah. Our programming for a real life update. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, we really did. We really did. Or you could you you could uh, splash from underneath, and your car will stall out. You know, it, right. anything that you need. Any of these We've things. Got it. On so, route four. what are you doing this week? Hockey? What, what's your thing? What's going on? Yeah, hockey. Yeah, we're riding hockey till it's over now. Thank God. So you're gonna be you're you're on the express to the Coliseum? Uh, no, Colby. I don't, I Colby or no? Colby's done. Colby's done. Oh, they are. Uh, they got bounced in their quarterfinals. They they decided they did not show up for uh, that at all. They gave up four goals in like the first thirteen minutes. They lost by nothing. They, they that was really. I mean, I was surprised at the way they lost, but I wasn't necessarily surprised. That, I could have seen them going a little deeper, but yeah, they're still pretty young. I mean, they 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 kind of went all in last year. They're going to be really good here for the next couple of years. I don't have any doubt about that. But um, they just never quite got going this year. It was weird. Uh, Arno is going to be, let's see, Maine's going to be, no matter what they do this weekend against BU, they're going to um, they're going to be on the road. I think they're locked into sixth or seventh place in hockey, so they're going on the road. Um, we got we have one high school hockey team left in our coverage area, the mighty Kennebec Riverhawks. Um, they're going to play Old Town Orono tomorrow night at Alphonse Arena, regional final. That's a one versus a two seed, so I like that. <laughs> big fan. Yeah, big fan. Um, I think Old Town Orioles probably going to win that game, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I keep writing Waterville wins blow off, and they find a way to win. So, what do I know? Um, you know, I'm tired of like, um, I'm tired of these new wave of hockey writers telling us that the toughness in the game is overrated and overvalued. And, you know, it just that that kind of bugged me this weekend. Um, I used to be that guy that thought fighting would just be taken out of the game, and I'll never forget covering an AHL game. I think it was it was back when I was covering Providence, and they, I think they actually played the Portland Pirates. You guys remember them? Um, I, I believed yeah. Arg. They, yes, uh, I do. Yeah, 
they had a, they had a couple of good teams at the same time. This was back when Mike Sullivan was coaching Providence Bruins. They had good teams, both of them, and they had one of those weird like Sunday afternoon games that was like six to five and fight filled. And I just remember going into that Providence room afterwards, and they had the music just blasting, and they had guys. Remember Steve Parsons and Bram? They had bloody faces. Lee Gorin was all bloodied up, and they just were reveling in the fact that we just totally out top those guys and pulled together and won a game. And that's when it hit me that whether you think it's barbaric, whether you think it has no place in the modern game, whether you think it's all just you know overpuffed machismo, it doesn't really matter because they all buy in, and that's all that really matters in those dressing rooms. Is if they're all on the same page and they think it matters. It matters whether it offends your sensibilities or not. So, I'm not a huge fan of fighting in hockey by any means. I think there's a time and a place for it, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's a, <laughs> there's yeah, a time and or and or a place for it. That's that makes sense. Makes oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was never a fan of the stage. Like you send the two tough guys out in the first period, and they go, "Okay, no, yeah, now," and then they drop the puck and they fight. That, to me, that's ridiculous. But um, you know, I think we understand a lot more about concussions and brain damage and that kind of stuff that can come from it um but i still think it's uh i think that kind of that that factor is still part of the game you know like you got to be willing to to do anything and everything for your teammates that's what that culture or that sport is built on and they still do it and it works so who are we to complain about it travis bear centralmaine.com you think uh, Bruins uh, Bru- uh, win play show for? Um, I think that's a new thing now. Instead of F Mary Kill, which is just not safe for the radio, because nowadays you no, could, now you can be sued yeah, for that. Yeah, win play yeah. show, I think, would be the way to go. Um, thank you, thank you, everyone, for changing the way things go now. So, anyways, win play show here. Uh, Stanley Cup winner as of right oh, now, today, March fifth. Man, no, definitely not. I wouldn't even have him finish in the money. But I would. I got a one eighty on them, like. You know, I thought early in the year, like, you know, Don Sweeney's all in on these young kids, and haven't we seen enough of these young kids, and can't we tell them some of them can't play, and there's still not a deep Stanley Cup squad, but obviously this stretch they're on is really good. I think the win over Tampa is a little overblown, because Tampa played overtime yeah, the night before, night before in New York, and it's one game, not seven, but I'm not going to lie to you. I think there's a, there's a, the Bruins kind of do what they did last year, like, they're all buying into each other, and I just said it a little bit, but I think they're just—they're all on the same page. They don't need one thing that's nice right now is they don't need Bergeron to do it every night. They don't need Bergeron or Marchand to come up every night and do it. And well, I thought their trade deadline work wasn't—you know—like man, that, my first reaction was like that really doesn't make me think that they think they can go really, really deep. But then again, like in those in these few games since, you watch the way those guys fit into the lineup, and you're like, maybe those are exactly the pieces they were missing. Instead mm. of the the flavor of the week call up from Providence being on your third line, now you got Charlie Coyle. And instead of, well, let's see if Peter Solari can do it with Crazy. You've got a guy in Johansson who is a proven NHL player. Now he's not a thirty goal a year guy, but he's a proven every night going to be in the league and has some speed and talent. Like maybe that is exactly what they needed. So I, I felt, and I and I just saw, um, you know, Bruce Cassidy said that he's going to split Rask and Halak ten and seven here over the last seventeen games, and if Rask plays ten games, 
That puts him at 45 for the season, which is the lowest he's played in, I don't know if it's his whole career, or cer- it's certainly the lowest he's played in a number of years. And I'm like, well, that's just what they wanted. And Tuka's playing really well, and he doesn't look worn out. So, I don't know. I feel like, you know, again, I, but I think I think the trick is, and I'm, I'm in the minority, I, I like the playoff format with the division. Um, I kind of wish they'd just scrap the wild cards and let's just play the top four in each division because you know what you're in for every year. But um, I just think, I think whichever team, Toronto, Tampa, or Boston can come out of the Atlantic is probably going to play in the cup final. I'd be willing to go that far. But I just don't know if the, I mean, those three teams could, Tampa's so good. They're so good. I I love John Cooper. Um, I think they're just, you know they were they've been really good and now they're probably a little bit in cruise control like just trying to get to the playoffs but their roster's stacked. I don't know who they have pictures of in the NHL offices to somehow circumvent every salary cap you know thing there is because their lineup is loaded and they spent the last couple of years just making acquisition after acquisition. But um, and you know the Bruins have owned Toronto recently in the playoffs, and so you wonder, like, okay, does your luck run out at some point? Because that's a pretty good coach and a pretty good team over there too. Just throw some uh, plastic stakes at the round. star, you know. Just throw some when when he comes to Boston. The Boston fans should just throw some plastic snakes at him, you know. I oh, think right. that. Oh, uh, I like that. Yeah. yeah I really too. look. I really really like that. That game was at the Coliseum, number one, because if that yeah. game had been anywhere other than the Coliseum, that would have been just. That would have been sad, okay? It would have been but really it, sad, but yeah. at the Coliseum, honestly, I just found it hilarious. People were so up in arms about it and upset. Like, you know what? Fans are the ones who pay to these games. Like, it's not like they went out onto the court and tried to attack him, okay? Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't getting hurt. He should have known it was coming. He could have laughed it off, and he could have just rolled on and been like, look, you know what? I totally get it. I totally, mm-hmm. totally get it. But instead, like, these guys, like him and Kyrie and these guys, they take it so damn seriously. Like, Why? Why don't yeah. you take winning yeah. seriously? Why don't you take playing defense seriously? Can you do that? Yeah, I, if you can I, do that, I won't give a rat's ass what you do. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, I think that's a virus thing. I, I, thought, I thought it was hilarious how tone-deaf the Islanders themselves were as an organization to play the tribute video, knowing what they're going to do. But I think we've become soft, right? Like, we've got to play a tribute video because if we don't, they're going to point out that we didn't play a tribute video when he came back. It's like, oh, my God, enough. Um, but I thought the fans were great, and, and good for the Islanders fans, man, and good for them because, you know, they've just been horrendous, right, for how long? And so long. Mike Bossy retired, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, and really. Now, and now they're just, I mean, they're enjoying every minute of it. They should. They should. Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz, baby. Love that guy. I, don't th- I wonder if they would have been as good if Tavares had resigned. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if he would have fit in that system. Maybe he maybe he got while the gun was good. You know what I mean? Trotz uh, you know, needs a different type of player. I don't know if Tavares could be a Barry Trotz type of player. Well, I'd say this, though. Trotz got Ovechkin to buy in, right? And Ovechkin... Uh, I mean, I don't think yeah, but uh, but here's the thing. It's it's much easier. Don't you think it's much easier to buy in when you really do have the attitude that makes you want to buy in? I do occasionally question the Tavares attitude of being the leader and gritty, like Ovechkin, Marshan, guys like that. I mean, to me, even though a lot of times they do stupid things, uh. They're they're guys that their teammates respect. They're all in. They're all in, and and they're about winning. And then at the end of the day, they'll they'll do what they need to do. 
I never really, I never really felt that from Tavares. I just felt like he was, yeah. I felt like I he was kind. I, I felt like he was just <clears throat> notated. You know what I mean? Like, I, I sometimes worry about the number one overall pick because I feel like the yeah. number one overall pick is always just a little bit more entitled, right? I mean, yeah. I want the but guy that maybe got fifth and feels that. pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that that. Yeah. I, Counterpoint though, in Tavares' defense is they were wretched around him. They were wretchedly run. The team was wretched. Goaltending was putrid. And they basically said, okay, carry us. And, you know, if we look at some of his contemporaries, right, like, you know, when Pittsburgh got Crosby, they didn't just say, okay, Crosby, do it all yourself. They went out and got pieces, right, surrounded him. And the same thing with Ovechkin. It took a little longer, but they finally figured out, like, oh, one guy can't do it all here. It's not like a... You know, it's not LeBron. It's not a LeBron James situation in the NBA. You just need one great player. You want generational talent, and you're going to win. Um, so maybe it's a little bit unfair to, to to say Tavares didn't want to lead. Um, he left, so that <coughs> was strike against him. But he also, boy, he had nothing to work with. Holy crap, he had nothing. They did have some fish stick throwback nights, though, so that was cool. You know, that was. <laughs> I need to get out there to see one more game of the Coliseum for the only reason that that's where Wrestle, the part of WrestleMania 2 was there, and they have this big plaque in the hallway that notates that WrestleMania 2 was there. Classic. That's, that's good too. Yeah, it's, and it's like and it's like in this abandoned part of the hallway where like there was nothing but like you know a couple of uh, empty carts and an old cashier well, thing that was broken. But there's the plaque. You know what I mean? Like. It fits. Olympic Stadium up in Montreal used to be like that too. There'd be levels and, and sections that were just shut down because nobody was in it, and it was like it was like stepping into the time warp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's the yeah. here's this promotional item of Andre Dawson jumping up to snag a ball from the wall over over by an old broken ice cream machine. You know what I mean? It's really it's <laughs> bizarre stuff. <laughs> Travis Barrett from CentralMain.com. You can find him on Twitter. Look for T Barrett G W C two R's two T's. Thank you, my friend. Hey, as always, it's good to have you back. I mean, I like Aaron and all, but he doesn't get me. I <laughs> we, we were just yeah, discussing that today. We love Aaron. We lo- he's love. He's just him. yeah. His his he's just the he's he's learning. He's learning the way. He's learning the way. It's just you know, I feel like I need the weekly therapy session. I wasn't getting that from him. All right, well, good. You invo- Just make sure you're, uh, I'll uh, I'll send you an invoice. Do you want me to just wait until the end of the month? Because I'm definitely going to be needing money at that point. So yeah, you can. A month, but I, I should hope that you're gonna take knock them off of that bill for the last month where you were a no show for four months. Well, and I, I'm gonna feel kind of like you know I gotta make up for the ten weeks that I was without. Now again, I did offer you bread that you turned down. Okay, so uh, that's that's I'm still counting even. that, and I mean so that's that's fine. So, <laughs> all right, my friend, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, day, if you, if you run into Dave Dyer, just remind him that I'm we're gonna need to hear about this. So that's <laughs> all right. See you later, man. Travis Barrett, CentralMade.com. We'll have more around the bend. It's a B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff 
share resources, and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation, making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call WAVE today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Remember all those snow days this winter when your kids said, we're so bored. Get ready for a whole summer of that. Until you remember. Until you remember. Registration is now open for University of Southern Maine's summer camps. They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got ice hockey, and they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.maine.edu. That's usm.maine.edu and search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. 
online. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759 or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. Delivering on the promise. When it comes to insurance, choose the best, the Shampoo Insurance Group. Licensed by more than 30 companies, including Ohio Mutual Insurance Group, Shampoo will customize a quality, affordable policy for your home and auto. Visit Shampoo Insurance in Lewiston, Pinkham Agency in Farmingdale, Rogers Agency in Lisbon Falls, and People's Agency in Monmouth. Delivering on the promise at Shampoo Pinkham Rogers Insurance Agency. Bealus Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network. On the new 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240, Lewis and Auburn, AM 780 in and Wing with you here on a Tuesday. If you missed Travis Barrett, you'll be able to hear that interview in the next hour. Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com talked a variety of subjects, a little media on media crime there as well as... I clarified some statements that he made about uh, 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 on Twitter the other day about one of his about one of his fellow writers, and of course our our favorite guest on Thursdays, Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster. So, yeah, not trying to start, not trying to start anything. I just like to ask questions. I like yeah. to know what's going on. What are people thinking? What's up. Yeah, what are people thinking? By the way, I'm a little people miffed. just getting punchy. You know, I'm a little miffed You're... about yesterday. What? Just still good old. It's a snow day for schools. Uh huh. Everywhere. Yeah. Palmer could have been here. I know. And I don't know. Palmer, tick tock if you're coming into the afraid, studio. Afraid man. of a little snow? I, I don't know exactly what, what was up with that. Yeah, just don't do it on Wednesdays. Yeah. So is he uh, is he listening to us this morning? He must be because he, he texted that. He did uh, text a thing that Tom Fifield would be rolling over in his grave right now if he heard that we had been talking about pro wrestling in the last segment. So I thought that was a very important pro wrestling segment, oh. though. Well, we missed that element. There was no pro wrestling talk no, while you were No, there was none. I <laughs> none. feel like there were weeks. It was missing from the There from were the weeks show. of it that just weeks. went aside. Weeks. I will it. tell you right now when <laughs> I, when I was on the uh, when I was on the uh, on the uh, on the um uh you know how uh, Dan Patrick calls the uh, the ESPN the mothership. I think I'm I'm going to start calling the jab now. I'm going to start calling that like Grandpa's boat, okay? Oh, Grandpa's boat. All right. Okay. So back when I was working over on Grandpa's boat if we were having a slow day, let's say that I feel like the uh, like Sox talk and people caring and really being diehard about the Boston Red Sox tailed off in like 2010. Like you want a couple when they win, when they're winning, they're they're paid attention to. But back in the olden days, you could just 
open up the phone lines on a Saturday morning and people would call in to complain about the night before his game. And it just has tailed off over the years because the fan base isn't nearly as angry is what it seems like to me, right? That's that's what I, I see from my from my from my sure. blind eye. Okay. So two thousand ten was really the shift where I thought the Patriots really took more of that over. But of course if you're in the summertime and it's a Saturday morning, you know, you might not be getting nearly as many calls about the Red Sox, especially if the game let's say the game was rained out the night before or it was a West Coast game, right? There was nothing, by by the way, better than staying up for a West Coast game until 3 a.m. and then having to get up for whatever shift it was there, like uh, you know, be there for 5:45 or uh, or or be there for or be there for eight on a Saturday. Like it was not it was not easy. I know, hard knock life, first world problems, right? Oh, you watch sports and then you have to get paid for it. Sometimes Palmer has a reply. It's it's a good comeback. Yeah. Quality time with Easton was the way I spent my day. All right. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah, Got to give you that one, big fella. What fall. an absolute... Palma one, wow. show zero. He just Jeff galulied me on the yeah. knee there. Yeah, that was... A, that's that's the thanks I get for, let, like for letting your son make his radio debut the other day. That's the that's the thanks I get. You heard that, right? Easton made the radio debut? Yes. I, I, I remember I... I tweeted. Yeah. I, I heard it. Yeah, it was good. I heard it. He, I, was, I thought he did a great job. He did a great job. Eventually, Easton good and loud. Eventually, Easton and Jameson can do the uh, can do the wrestling stuff, hey. right? They can just do their own show. I think. Why not? It's too bad Ryan didn't have a daughter. I could have Kaylee do it with somebody. I might just give Kaylee an hour at some point. Well, Pam is still young. At this point, uh, at this point, nothing to lose. I might just I, I might just go scorched earth here for the last month. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. Every day could be different. Aaron Morse will be in tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a Bates Bobcast day. Tonight, Aaron Morse. Tonight, Aaron Morse and you on the call. By the way, that does remind me. i got to figure out who's doing the game on Saturday. Lewiston, St. Dom's. Um, I was thinking about this riding in in case you asked me, so I'd be prepared. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to take that opportunity right now. Um, from Lewiston's perspective, there are a couple of worries. One is... The emotional uh, high of Saturday night, pulling that out of the frying pan. No, really, out of the fire. Absolute scorched earth fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, The letdown from that uh, can be gigantic. Uh, Or they could say, hey, we're we're the team of destiny. We're we're going for it. So I see that going one of two ways. But I think the real worry for Lewiston is you, you can't keep thinking that you're going to be able to press the button with three minutes to go in the game and pull it out of the out of the fire it just doesn't happen because a a a, a shot off a skate a, a something tipped a rebound then you lose because it's one and done uh, for a chance to go to the state championship and from St. Dom's viewpoint I think their worry is they've had they, getting over the hump they've this is last year's final they were beaten in a close game and twice this year they've lost once uh with a lewis and scoring right at the end of the game regulation and then the second game lewis and scored late in regulation one in an overtime i thought i thought was the time i thought aaron morse was jumping over the uh the railing and the mezzanine at the norway savings bank i thought he was going into the crowd and he was so excited so um they can't you know, they got to get over that hump, number one. And number two, they can't rely on Gaston Fuchsa to be the savior. 
Now, could he be? Absolutely. He's good enough. But you can't count on your goalie to win the game for you. You've got to play. You've got to play up and down the ice. You've got to play you know, five-on-five, five, back check. You've got to do all the things that got you here. You cannot rely on your goalie to win the game for you. So both teams have some question marks. They also have the reason that they're in the final. They're good teams. They're well put together. They've got good coaching, and uh, they know how to win. And when you look at the banners in the, in the two programs, there's a lot of state championship banners um, for both teams. And, of course, Lewis in three in a row, uh, which is unprecedented, and four in a row would be unbelievable. So um, should be an exciting game. I'm expecting a loud and, and raucous crowd tonight. Um, I better come early because I think getting that parking spot is going to be Pretty difficult, and uh, place to be full. <laughs> By the way, it kind of changed format. You know, I told you when I went to Augusta, it was like you say, high five and slapping. Hey, how's mm-hmm. it going, Dave? You know, whatever. And then I then I went in and got my badge. I didn't even have my badge on yet when that all that happened. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I go to um, the expo to do a basketball game with with Aaron Morris. <laughs> And uh, the committee is sitting over on the left at a set of, of uh, tables, but you can't come in that door. You got to come in the middle door. So I come in the middle door. Oh boy! I've got my badge on, has my name and everything. And they said, uh, "Put your bag on the table." I had equipment bag for a radio game, mm-hmm. and my back. I always carry my little backpack. Oh with, my lord! With lozenges and my he- well, extra headset. Well, you know, you're and smuggling in prison contraband. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I've got the pretty much they're, – they're, they're pulling equipment out of my bag and looking under the, the cables and stuff like, what is it? I'm, I'm not exactly sure what they think they're going to find in there, especially when the guys from the committee are hooting and hollering at me. Tony Nielsen, give me a hard time about, yeah, check that guy. You never know what he's going to be doing. You know, they're, they're right, playing yeah. right into it. Right, But anyway, nice. so yeah. totally different. So I go to the Collie Say. It's always been the left-hand door you go in. And the committee's there, and uh, you sign in. They've got a sheet for you to sign in on and, you know, talk to all of them and get a program and head up, head up to the uh, broadcast booth. Ooh. I walk in, there's two ladies with wands going to gonna swipe all over me and make sure I don't have anything metal on me. Fine. Right. <laughs> but they said, have you already checked in? I, I got my badge on. And I go, check in. I look in the arena expecting to see the committee at the table. And I said, um, no. And they go, downstairs. So now I got to turn around and go downstairs. Right. Check in. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Okay. So the second game, I went down the stairs originally outside, came in, checked in, came back up the stairs. So anyway, when I go in, now you're going to love this. I was running late. No, I was running late for me, and I hadn't had anything to eat. So on the earlier in the day, I'd picked up a sandwich, you know, in a, in a container. And a, and a water and put them in my backpack. So I'm walking in, you know, business as usual. Mm-hmm. There's a guy sitting at a table. He goes, okay, bag on the table, open it up. So I, I'm thinking, okay, he'll get, he'll get tired of this. So I open the small, there's four or five different zippers. I open up the zipper in the front. He goes, no, no, get to the big, go to the big zipper in the back. <laughs> I, I go, okay. okay. So I pull that open. I'm thinking, oh boy, he's going to say, what's this sandwich? <laughs> What's this water? No outside food or drink, you know. 
And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I mean, I'm okay. That you're happens, you're waiting you know? for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm right? waiting for it. <clears throat> so I've got my headset, that my own headset that I have. I've kept it in the the uh, dimpled plastic container that it came in to keep it, you know, whatever. He goes, "What's in the plastic bag?" And I I smile. I pull it out. So now nothing else is visible. I open it up and says, "My headset." He goes, "Oh, okay, you're okay." So I'm thinking, okay, beat that rap, you know. But uh, so anyway, totally different, uh, totally different system. And because I gave Jason Fuller a hard time about it, I said, hey, what's going on? You're in charge. He's taken over, by the way, for uh, Mike Haley as far as oh, really? being the site director. He's on the committee anyway. I'm going to need you to and, vamp for a second. So, yeah, that was different being uh, <laughs> each of the venues was a little different. Uh, I I don't particularly have a problem with all of that. Uh, You know, it's good to be able to check on people when they come in, people in the arenas or the the, uh, Civic Center or the gym or wherever you're going need to feel safe. And so I I don't have a problem with uh, checking us over and whatever. It just was new. I mean, it's like, whoa, okay, we've never done that before. I mean, it's okay, but uh, it was kind of new. So... Anyway, going back to tonight, I'm really looking forward to, you know, what this game could be. Uh, you know, maybe an instant classic. You don't know. Uh, I know that the games that they've played, the two so far this year, have been really tight and uh, great skating, um, kind of a showcase of, of, of hockey. And uh, so I'm kind of anxious to see what that looks like tonight. There's a I and uh, I also saw Jason Fuller uh, do the old thing on Twitter talking about how the Caribou fans came down. He's challenging people to get out to the Coliseum. Yeah, I saw get that. out to the Coliseum tonight. Make that a make that a fun atmosphere. You know, there's not a lot of high school sports left for uh, a no. couple of weeks here. There's going to be a big big gap, and uh, really people don't seem to get involved in baseball or softball until it starts to get somewhat mm-hmm. warm. And um, based on what I see around me right now, which what I like to call is the annual what's going on at JCPenney Snowpile, right now I feel like it's a little bit like mid-January out there. It is not. It does not look and or feel like March 5th. Some of the JCPenney building we can't even see because of the snow. No, I can barely so. see anything other yeah. than the uh, – it, it, I can barely – I can see the sign, but I can't see the front door. Typically yeah. when those things are melted, you can see everything. You see who's going in, who's going out. Can't do that right now. I can't see most of the cars that are parked over in Charles. I can't tell you how busy that is. It's it's deep. We can see out our window. Right. As opposed to, I don't know if you've been following the Facebook posts from Northern Maine. Not great, Bob. Holy smokes, have they had a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. Although, according to my wife, not as much as Sugarloaf. <laughs> the, the, the skiing this year at Sugarloaf, she's going uh, tomorrow and Thursday again, has been incredible. Seems like it has been because everybody that I've seen uh, that's been uh, that's been doing that has been absolutely, totally like they're, they're snowboarding and skiing and they're doing all of the things. But, you know, Travis mentioned... Uh, Eight bucks for two games uh, for the basketball tournament. You know, I believe uh, that the uh, tickets for skiing at Sugarloaf are $98 a day now. Really? And uh, during February vacation, as you know, <laughs> I'm not available to to broadcast because my fam- whole family goes to Sugarloaf and we rent a condo and ski all week. And uh, absolutely amazing how few people there were. Not, I mean, few. I mean, the place was busy, clearly. But some February vacations, especially if the weather's decent at all, you, you're waiting in line for every lift. And there's people all over the mountain. And 
really last, you know, February vacation week, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, it was busy and it's a big enough mountain to be able to handle it, of course. There was, there was no little one, no waiting in line anywhere. Ski down, maybe there's two groups in front of you, boom, you're on the lift, and you're right back up again. Uh, amazing. And the, the weather was fantastic. There was just one day that was a little windy, but not bad, not any wind hold. There was no rainy, crappy, nothing. Uh, and one of the days it was fairly warm, you know, comparatively. So, you know, just a banner week for skiing, without a doubt. But I'm wondering if, the, if that kind of fee... If you're bringing kids, I mean, the kids' fee is less, but it, they're not giving you $10 tickets. You know, it's, you know, you take a 14-year-old kid, it's, it's yeah. a reduced price, but it isn't that much reduced. It's, yeah. you know, 60 <laughs> 70 bucks. So, um, you know, it's like an airline ticket, you know, seat to seat, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, <clears throat> people, can people afford to do things? I mean, it's really... A little bit scary yeah. when you think about it. I agree with you. We are going to take a break. We've got more on the way. It's the Beelis Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios across the MBR radio network. W288CW1055 FM, Auburn. WEZRAM1240, Lewiston. WTME AM780, Rumford. This is 105 Sports. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Remember all those snow days this winter when your kids said, we're so bored. Get ready for a whole summer of that. Until you remember. Until you remember. Registration is now open for University of Southern Maine's summer camps. They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got ice hockey, and they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.maine.edu. 
That's usm.maine.edu and search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. To Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, Maine Athletic Fundraising. Delivering on the promise. When it comes to insurance, choose the best. The Shampoo Insurance Group, licensed by more than 30 companies, including Ohio Mutual Insurance Group, Shampoo will customize a quality, affordable policy for your home and auto. Visit Shampoo Insurance in Lewiston, Pinkham Agency in Farmingdale, Rogers Agency in Lisbon Falls, and People's Agency in Monmouth. Delivering on the promise. At Shampoo Pinkham Rogers Insurance Agencies. Bealist Daily, Travis Bear from CentralMaine.com will join us towards the bottom of this half hour. I didn't even get to talk Giants with him. I'm a little disappointed. No, gonna, really. Who are they going to tra- Who are they going to draft? Well, did you see they're getting rid of Landon Collins? <clears throat> yeah, what? That didn't make sense. You want to talk about a guy I'd love to see on the Patriots? Man. Yeah. I don't know where the hell he'd play right now because you've got the McCordys and Harmon and Pat Chung, Dwayne Allen. By the way, I got to tell you. This whole thing with Dwayne Allen is really ridiculous to me. Like, are we that bored right now that Dwayne Allen is taking over? Like, he was all over my social media feed yesterday. Yeah, really. 
I mean, the Dwayne Allen show, like, you're his talking th- about a backup tight end. His three catches this who year? Who had, I believe, three catches. Hello. He was so much better in Indianapolis than he was in New England. I yeah. mean, and then he became a really good blocking tight end here. Like, I don't, I really don't know how that whole thing worked. I really don't. I don't, I don't understand what happened to him as a player. Because when he played for the Colts, yeah, it's weird too. Because you know who else was like that? This team, this Patriots team that that they they've struggled with this spot, this backup tight end spot. They've always had trouble with, right? Um, you know, Aaron Hernandez was busy murdering people. Um, kept him off. Then. So that kept him kind of that ended him. Um, Scott Chandler. I thought Scott Chandler from the Bills, yeah, would be amazing. I thought he would be fantastic. Nope, not the case. And who Scott Chandler it? struggled and struggled and struggled, and they would feed him the ball, and he would still struggle. Yeah, couldn't catch it. Uh-uh. And then who else? There was another guy um, that was hurt. Jacob Hollister. Yeah, no, well, Jacob Hollister, but before that, and then you had um, you had the dude from uh, that went to uh, Clay Harbor, right? Clay Harbor, and then there was uh, who was the guy that got cut and he ended up on the Broncos. There was another guy too that got cut and ended up on the Broncos, and he was actually their starter. AJ Derby, I yeah, think. Yeah, AJ Derby. Oh, I, I like Derby a lot. I was disappointed that he got let go. No, there was another guy that sat out a whole year. He was hurt, and then he tried to play, and he he, he just couldn't play at all. Hmm. I don't know if they made a mistake on him or what. It came maybe from the Giants. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they've had trouble with that all along. You know, this this free agency time is going to be really interesting because you know their track record. They're not going to sign Trent Brown. They're not going to sign Trey Flowers, which is too bad. Although I do think that this draft is loaded with defensive linemen. I've watched quite a bit of the, uh, while I was reading, quite a bit of the uh, Indianapolis uh, Combine. Tell you what, there's some guys that can move. Holy smokes, you can't believe the guys with the bodies that big can move that fast. Um, the uh, the guy from Ohio State, the quarterback, is Haskins, is it? Yeah. I He's slow and he's not very good fast. I don't think they expect him to be that. Um, I don't know. He, he threw the deep ball exceptionally well. Perfect touch. Nice high arc, boom, right down. Dropped it right in the bucket. But um, I wasn't that impressed with his, you know, the skinny post and the things that you make a living on. You don't really make a living on that long bomb unless you've got a great line, and the Giants do not have that if they draft him. So be interesting to see what happens there. You know, the running back thing... It's hard to say. I mean, you, you don't really get a very good look at them. They, they did some footwork stuff, and then they did some couple different passes. Straight line to a point, make a hard cut like a like a post from the backfield. Then they did the flare pass out of the backfield, and then they did just flare and, no, square out, and then just go upfield, see if they could catch it by changing from one shoulder to the other. It's pretty standard stuff for the running backs. I, I don't know how you judge them on some of that, but it's a good question, one that I don't know the answer. No, to. No, but the combine's been, you know, a lot of yeah, but, 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 right. But boy, it's funny though. The second Belichick's in that building, they all know it. They had the camera on him. 
He was dressed to the nines one of the days. Was he? Was it? But was he wearing his Uncle Drew hat while claiming that he didn't want to be a celebrity? <laughs> yeah, really. Was he doing that? No. He the day that I saw him, he was up in the booth, and he came in and it was kind of a behind the scenes made a donation to uh, Run Rich Run. You know, he does mm-hmm. the forty yard dash and and uh, Brady made an offer. He said, "Come to." TB12 will get you in. We'll get you in the kind of shape so you can actually run that thing, and so on and so forth. Raise more money. So there's an article in the Athletic today about Sonny Gray, and what the hell happened to him in New York. Let me tell you. Pressure? No, 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 no. No. This is. If you're a Yankees fan, this will not. If you're a Red Sox fan, this is gonna make you feel real happy. Okay. okay. What happened to him? It's going to make you feel real happy. If you're, a, if you're a Yankees fan, you should feel a little trepidatious. There's been a little bit of, for Red Sox fans that don't know, there's a little bit of pushback a little bit. And I'm, I, what I try to do is figure out everything that's happened to the Red Sox as a Yankees fan and vice versa. I feel like most Red Sox fans kind of want to know too, but a lot don't. Sure. So I, have no, I am not a big fan of Larry Rothschild, the Yankees pitching coach. I think a lot of guys backslide when they get to New York, and I think everybody likes to shuff it off as the pressure. But it's more like he's not... He, he's not focusing on what the person's strength is. He just wants to do it a certain way. You know what I mean? Do it my way. To me, you know, when, when it comes to cut fastballs and things like that, to me, that's probably going to be your best pitch because it's going to be the one that's going to keep you in the league the most. You're going to soft the most bats. If you can throw a good cutter, even if you lose velocity, it's not going to matter, right? You're still going to be able to be effective, okay? Well, he didn't really know. Gray had no idea about the spin rate stuff. And, and this is a stat. This is a thing. Spin efficiency oh, is yeah. important. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. So here's what, you know, he did some things in, in New York, okay? What I did in New York was find out, okay, where do we throw high spin rate four seamers? Where do we throw these, Gray explained. You normally want to throw them high, but what happens is that mine doesn't have that ride, that extra life on the ball, because the 45% spin efficiency on my fastball. This is talking pitching, folks. Yes, so you might want not want to throw, throw the four seam high Correct. if your spin efficiency is low. You could say that Gray was one of the most unlucky pitchers in baseball in the high fastball last year, or maybe he earned a bit of that bad luck. Already they had Gray's attention since the pitcher had one of the crazier splits you'll ever see last year. His home and away numbers. His home numbers. K per nine innings, 6.8. Walks per nine inning, 5.3. Home runs per nine innings, 1.7. ERA, 6.98. Away, K per nine innings, 9.9. 2.8 for walks per inning, 0.4 for homers per nine, and an ERA of 3.17. Maybe the four-seaman park situation led to the homers, but why so many walks at home? He nearly doubled his walk rate at home. That's the question, Gray said. It was insane. It wasn't like two or three starts either. Pretty large sample with that drastic of a split. It caused the pitcher to go to his coaching staff with questions. The coaching staff put together by the legendary Aaron Boone. What do you think, he remembers asking. Am I nuts? Do you see a difference? What's the difference? And they said, no, you've just been unlucky. And I was like, that's bull bleep. So he opened his mind to new answers and sought them at Vanderbilt. Over his shoulder were Johnson, who's uh, Derek Johnson, who used to be his Vanderbilt pitching coach and is now the pitching coach for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, and new assistant pitching coach and longtime Fred Caleb Cotham. His coaches were impressed by his openness and willingness to do the work. Sonny is really special in his ability to produce spin, so I think it's just really good with him being great at what he is good at. 
He's been very open mainly because he has a high-end care factor. Just having the conversation on what his ball is wanting to do and how to maximize or optimize what he does inherently. His skill level makes for a really cool collaboration with the pitch-mix design portion. I need to throw my curveball a lot more, he said. Trust it and use it. He says this after joining a team of the Yankees that are well-known for throwing fewer fastballs and more breaking balls. Just look at what they've done with Masahiro Tanaka's pitch mix, converting him to a mostly slider and splitter pitcher. They had me throw more breaking balls than I ever had before. It's just that they had him throwing the wrong breaking ball. Well, you talked about it all last year. It, it, it's, it's the, it's that, to me, that's the difference. That was the major difference. It wasn't talent. It was the major difference between the Red Sox and the Yankees last year. The Red Sox were able to utilize what they had, fix things that they know were wrong. Instead of having him throw the slider, they should have had him throw the curveball. They had him throw the curveball last year instead of the slider. Sonny Gray's actually effective, and we're not complaining about the pitching staff. You would be yelling at him all the time. Yeah. You wouldn't have had to just ship him out of town. Yeah. Now, granted, what they traded for him has turned out to be a smorgasbord of nothing. Okay? Uh, Dust... um, Let's see, uh, the, the kid that broke his leg in the game because uh, he was he was the one that he was the outfielder. I can't think of his name. Anyways, he hasn't been any great shakes. I think he hit like 240 last year for the A's. Um, Caprillion, who was the pitcher, he was the first round pick in 2016. I think he's thrown 23 innings in minor league ball because he's been injured the whole time. And then the other person, uh, which was, uh, was it Mateo? I can't remember if it was Mateo or not. Even he's fallen off. Looks like they're uh, well justified in keeping Florial, which is their next great thing. So we'll see how that goes. We are going to take a break, and then Travis Barrett is going to join us. And you're going to hear that on the radio. Okay, cool. Facebook-wise, you can just rewind back to the start of the tape. Excellent. Okay, cool. It's B-List Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Reminder, Aaron Morse in tomorrow for the B-List Back on Thursday with our typical cavalcade of guests. Coach Wing will be here, and they're going to break down that uh, Lewiston St. Dom's hopefully classic tonight, which you can hear right here on 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240, AM 780 in Rumford, and you can watch it on the MBR Facebook page. W288CW 105.5 FM, Auburn. WEZR AM 1240, Lewiston. WTME AM 780, Rumford. This is 105 Sports. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. See something? Smell something? Do something.